Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today. So we've been talking about, obviously, God, the attributes of God, what God is like. We're called to delight in God. And I want to remind you that the Christian life is not meant to be one of drudgery. It's meant to be one of delighting in God. There may be, and of course, there often are trials, difficulties, hardships in this earth, on this world. But there's also great joy and joy that allows us to rise above those challenges because our delight is in God, in the Almighty. And when we delight in God, that's where our inwardly, the inner man finds true satisfaction in life. We've been talking this week particularly about the love of God. Now, this word needs some definition. Because we live in a world where the word love has come to have many different definitions. When I was young, the Beatles sang a song, All You Need Is Love, repeated it many times. It became one of the anthems of our generation. You don't need, you don't need all these other things, particularly, and not, probably you don't need marriage. Obviously, this was a reference to if you just love one another, that's all that matters, sexual love. I remember this being taught in my youth group by my youth group leader in the church I rose right, was raised in, that the, literally in, what, in answer to a question once is you have to be married to have sex with one another. And to these high schoolers, our youth leader said that love is what really matters. That was her answer to us. Oh my goodness, what trouble did that get people into? All you need is love, the Beatles sang. And in our day, one of the most common phrases is love is love. And there's no distinction between different types of love. If you love, that's all that matters. But often when students raise this question with me on campus, I ask them to define love. And a lot of people can't do it. It is indeed a difficult word to define. People say, well, I know it when I feel it. I know it when I see it. But how do you really define love? Well, to understand that what we're talking about here, and particularly the love of God, we've got to make sure that we're precise in our words, because love has come to mean many different things in our day and age, and if we're not careful, we can apply one understanding of love to the love of God that may not be accurate. So let's look at several words that were used in the Greek that, were all, that have all been translated love into our English language. One type of love is called eros, the Greek word eros. From this, we get our word erotic. That means sexual love, romantic love. And this is, of course, when, when on, you know, the Beatles sang, all you need is love, or on the campus, you know, when students say to me, love is love, or the signs in the yard, love is love. They're primarily we're talking about a, 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 a physical attraction, a romantic attraction, a sexual attraction, and affection for someone else. Now, this is not necessarily wrong. God has, God has given us uh, these desires for sexual, sexual love. It's, it's ingrained in human beings. It's not a wrong thing, but understand this isn't what we're talking about when we talk about the love of God. Another type love is called is the Greek word philea, and this is where we get the word, you've probably heard the word Philadelphia, of course, the city of brotherly love. And that's what philea means. It simply means brotherly love. You have 
common interests. You enjoy being together. You like doing things together. This can be, you know, you might enjoy a game together. You might enjoy going somewhere together. You just enjoy hanging out together. These are your buddies. These are your friends. These are who you like being with, brotherly love. And again, this is a good thing. This word is used in Scripture, and it's used in a positive way. The word eros is not found in Scripture. Philea is found in Scripture. Brotherly love, it's a good thing that we should have. And then there's storge, which means a love for family, a love for parents, parents for a child, for instance. It's a natural love. Again, this word is not found in Scripture. The opposite is found. The negative of this is found where it says, uh, the, where the phrases would be, without natural affection. But the word uh, storge is simply like the love a parent would have for a child, love brothers and sisters ought to have for one another, the, basically family love. You stick with one another, you love one another, no matter how irritated you are with them, because they're your offspring, they're your blood, they're your family. But then there's another word, and this is the word most often used of the love of God and the love that Christians should be having towards one another. And this is the word agape. Agape. And agape is different than the others. Number one, it's a love for all people, all mankind. God has love for all mankind. He has a desire to, a benevolent desire for everybody. He wants every, he wants what's good for everybody. It's not just it's not just those of his family, but for all people. And so this is number one. From this, we get the idea that it's unconditional. And I've often, we often talk about God's unconditional love. Now, this, this can be abused, obviously. Some people think, well, God loves me no matter what I do. Well, yes, yes, but that's not what it means here. The idea is that God just, it comes from the heart of God, and God loves all of mankind. God loves all people, not because we have done anything to deserve it, but simply because it comes from the heart of God. God is a loving being. God is love, we read in Scripture. And so God loves people, whether they are worthy of it. The truth is, none of us are worthy of it. All of us have sinned. All of us have fallen short. All of us have done things that would rightfully deserve God's judgment and punishment. But our God loves us, and His mercy wants to overcome that. And so it is an unconditional love. Don't abuse it. Don't say, hey, it's okay. God loves me no matter what. I know people are like that. And I also know people like myself. I grew up kind of feeling I was entitled to God's love just because I'm me. No. That's We're not entitled to it. We're undeserving of it. It's the kindness of God. It's in his nature to love unworthy, un, uh, uh, un, to love unconditionally people who weren't, are not worthy of it. And the other thing we see about agape love is it is often self-sacrificial. It often requires the giver of that love to give up something, to suffer on, on behalf of the one receiving that love. It is a commitment. On our part, it is a commitment. When God loves unconditionally, it comes from his very nature. As believers, we're called to love in the same way with agape love. We love people who may not be worthy of it, 
We love them anyway. We're committed to loving them. We're committed to doing what's right because we now have the heart of God within us, and this is what we're called to do, to follow that. The greatest act of the love of God, the greatest act of love ever seen, the ultimate act of love, was Jesus Christ on the cross. Jesus taught before he went to the cross, the night before he went to the cross, actually, in John 15, he says this, greater love has no man than this, than that he lay down his life for his friends. This is the greatest love. Now, I want to point something out here, because we don't want to confuse eros, philea, storge with agape. The greatest act of, the other three have feelings of, they're, they're based on feelings. I think you're attractive. I have feelings for you. I enjoy being with you. I have feelings, brotherly love. You're my, my family. I have feelings for you. But this one, agape love, while it may have emotions and feelings, feelings are not the basis of this love. When Jesus Christ went to the cross, here's my question. Did he enjoy it? Was it something that felt good to him? You see, eros feels good. It's about pleasure. Uh, uh, Philea feels good. Uh, Storge is you're building their legacy, your heritage. All these have personal benefits, shall we say. But how about agape? The greatest love is that you sacrifice, you lay down your life. This is what Jesus did. And did he like it? Did he enjoy it? Well, we read in Hebrews 12 too, Jesus, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of God. It was not, he, he was not having joy on the cross. It was joy that would come in the future. On the cross, he endured it. He was being put to shame, and he despised it. He said, I don't care. I'm doing it for the sake of something to come. I'm looking to the joy that's set before me. And, of course, this is to motivate us to live this way as well. Sometimes we have to endure. Sometimes loving someone is difficult, and it takes endurance on our part. Sometimes it involves, it looks shameful for us to reach out and love some of the people God loved, calls us to love, and it looks like, wow, why are they even doing that? Jesus was accused of this when he, when he reached out to the tax collectors and, the, and the, the immoral people. And we're called to reach out to a broken world, and some people say, as I said of Jesus, if he were a holy man, he wouldn't be reaching out to these people. They may say that of you and me. The point being this, brothers and sisters, agape love, the love God has for us, unconditional, committed, self-sacrificial, it's, it's a love that sometimes the, there is no good feeling in doing it, but it's to bless the person and the good feeling will come later. So important for young people today who think love is a feeling. And they say, if you, if you have this feeling, that's love. Well, it might be eros, it, and, and, it's nothing, and eros is appropriate in certain settings, not always, but it's appropriate in certain times. It might be phileo, that could be appropriate. It might be storge, that could be appropriate. But if it's agape, the love God has for us, it's a commitment to sacrifice of self for the benefit of others. This is our God. 
Our God is committed to sacrificing of himself for your benefit. He demonstrated at the cross. He continues to demonstrate it day by day. And for this, we praise and worship him. Father in heaven, we thank you for your agape love. I pray, Lord, in all our in our world where we have our movies and we have our music and we have our feelings and we have a, a culture that wants to think of love as just really, it's just lust. And yet, Lord, you don't lust for us. You love us. And we thank you you give and you're gracious and you're generous. And we thank you that you sacrifice and you're committed. And even when we've failed, your love continues to search out to search after us relentlessly. And for this, we praise you and we give you thanks. We pray also, Lord, that we would not only be grateful for your agape love, but we would have this agape love ourselves for others. Oh, Lord, how we pray that we would love because you first loved us. And how we pray that the love of God shed abroad in our hearts might be, uh, we might just be a channel of your love to more and more people. Teach us to reach out to the hurt and broken and people who might even be that we we'd have to endure in the flesh, but they're people you care about. And I pray for this. And we thank you that you've done this with us. And we bless you. We love you. We give you this day to be agents and channels of the love of God. We receive your love and we want to give it to others. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Hey, thanks for being with me today. Don't don't you love the Bible? Don't you love the clarity that comes from it? The clarity of life, of life purpose, of life mission. Personally, I know I need to be reminded of these things. I need this. I need to get in the Word of God daily. I need to pray over it. I need to be reminded of what it says because we're so easy to drift and God wants to get us back on focus day by day. That's why we're here each day. And I hope you'll join us. Subscribe to our channel if you're new. Uh, join our community. Share with your friends. Invite others. Tell them, hey, Tom Short's doing these videos each day. You ought to listen into them. 15 minutes isn't that much of a commitment, but it can help redirect you day by day. And little by little, we build ourselves into the, into the people God wants us to be. So until we meet tomorrow, might God bless you, strengthen you, fill you with the love, help you to comprehend the love that is incomprehensible, and to be a channel of his love to a lost and needy world. Amen? Okay. God bless you. I love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.